I want to flow in a prophetic type of teaching today. It's been quite an odyssey this week. Holy Spirit's taken me on. Um, putting together things that I, you wouldn't normally do it that way. Not that it might not be normal for him, but... Um, and uh, so follow along with the journey because I believe that, well, I know Holy Spirit is speaking. We've got to hear it. We've got to pray it. We've got to apply it. We, got to, we must align our faith with what he is saying. Now, remember, we are currently in the window of 54 days of change. This is supernatural change. It's divine change. Change that we've been crying out for, praying and decreeing for. And wow, is it happening. The shaking he promised is taking place. Everything he said, everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. Just as Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28 and 29 declare, the shaking, the shaking vision that he gave me three years ago and then just a couple of weeks ago said now to, it, uh, it is accelerating in ways that it's hard to keep up with. Uh, a Fox News anchor just this last Tuesday concerning Russia and, and the Ukraine and China and Taiwan and Iraq and Iran and now North Korea back on its journey for a nuclear uh, weapon. Not to mention what's taking place in Canada and in Ottawa, which is the capital, which was, was a specific part of the vision the Lord gave me. I saw it now. It's right there. You can't miss it. And uh, the news anchor listing all that, he, he uh, blurted out at the end. It's like the whole world is turning upside down. Indeed it is. God said that he was going to do that. But, but remember, Hebrews 12, 28 and 9 continues to say, we are a part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The shaking going on right now is not going to harm the remnant. It's not for our harm. It will not uh, harm the king's ecclesia, which is the true church, the true New Testament church of our times. No, it is designed to shake us free. It's going to shake open, the Holy Spirit said, it's going to shake open capped wells of evangelism. It's going to shake loose signs, wonders, and miracles. It's going to shake free a billion soul harvest. This present shaking is about accelerating it all. Now, if you haven't heard that, uh, it's called 54 Days of Change, and you can go online and you can watch it. But simply put, Holy Spirit uh, just two days before what was going to be our summit, showed me a calendar. And on this calendar was the months February and March. There was nothing on the calendar, no, no, uh, no numbers, no days. It was just a white square with the one word in it. And it was the day, it was the word change. 
And that was on every day through February, every day through March. Just one word, change, 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 change. And uh, uh, obviously, he was prophesying change is coming. And uh, then after that, it was just a, they were, they were blank squares because I knew the church was supposed to uh, be involved in what was going to happen next, write the script for it. And so I saw these days of change. And today is day 40. Day 40. Now, we are ending a week of, of great and dramatic change. Again, you can't miss it. We are ending a week of wickedness, um, corruption, oppressive government, tyranny, and Jezebel government being exposed these last few days at a further level. Remember last Sunday, I gave you a prophetic word. Last Sunday was day 47. And I gave you a prophetic word of divine change and, and said this week, which would have been last Sunday, the changes described in this prophecy, Holy Spirit says, will come to pass. And of course, it did. Listen closely um, as I give it again, as it's happening in front of our eyes. And also, this prophetic word did not go on YouTube yet, and it needs to. Holy Spirit emphasized this, and it will launch us into uh, what's happening day 40 on. Holy Spirit said, the Lord of hosts decrees. I've commissioned Michael, my war prince, to release sufficient warriors from his armies to assist my ecclesia and unlock this nation. They will swing the battering rams of heaven energized by your decrees of my word. I will now release explosive power against entrenched, entrenched evil. No longer will its wicked conspiracy be swept under the rug. What was happening all week? As I am pulling the corrupt rug off it, says the Lord. I will explode, expose their diabolical plans. I say your rug will now become your burial shroud. I will bury your plans. Your tombstone reads, by my own finger, vanquished. My ecclesia and my angel armies will explode on your strongholds and destroy them, sending shockwaves around the earth. I will release sweeping change across this nation. I will break the back of demon princes and they will not stand. Yes, I will unravel hell's plans. I will unravel your cover-ups. I will unravel your coup. I will unravel your conspiracy. I will unravel your diabolical dynasties. I will unravel the fraud. The Lord of hosts decrees to his uncompromising ecclesia, arise in confidence, for I have opened portals throughout the land. 
What are those portals? They are the ecclesia hubs or bases all over. And, and what I open, no one can close. I am opening heaven's windows over the earth realm, and from these portals uh, of glory, I will now, uh, you will now experience flows of my might. I am releasing, says the Lord, spiritual hurricanes. A, a rushing mighty wind is blowing through the land, propelled by Holy Spirit and His angels. It will blow away the plans of the forever loser. It will uproot iniquity. It will uproot doctrines of demons. It will blow the lid off lies. It will blow the lid off deceptions. It will expose demonic dictators. Hello, Putin. Hello, Trudeau. It will blow the covers off Jezebel government. Much of this has happened just as he said it would this past week. Angels are riding the winds and they're pulling on the ropes of change. I am turning the tide for my people, says the Lord. I am turning the battles. I am turning the war. I am overturning unrighteousness, overturning injustice, and overruling Leviathan through media giants. I am move after move ahead of hell's kingdom. Monday afternoon, as I was praying in this, into this, which would have been day 46, I heard the Holy Spirit say these words. The avalanche of justice has begun to rumble through the land. The boil has been lanced. That was Monday. And what have we heard and seen all week long if we've been paying attention? The rug is being pulled off of wicked plans. A conspiracy, a coup attempt is unraveling right in front of our eyes. Hell's plan is unraveling. The media's cover-up and voice of Leviathan uh, is being revealed. Leviathan refers to a snake's mouth that twists and, and it, it is deceptive and twisted uh, communication. It refers to deceit and, and uh, lies that poison. The rug is being pulled off and it's becoming a burial shroud. And God has blown the covers off of Jezebel government. He said, I will unra unravel your diabolical dynasty. And he used the word dynasty. Again, you can't make this up and it's recorded. I will unravel your diabolical dynasty. The Clinton dynasty has been unraveling all week. And it is the first of many. The avalanche of justice is rumbling through the land. The boil has been lanced. He never lies. He never lies. Now for day 40 and the next few days, I've been thinking about the brilliance of God provided through prophetic words that he connects 
to his prepared for moments because that is happening like I have never seen my entire life. We are moving into a prepared for moment, a moment of divinely planned change that is going to display the brilliance of God. There are times when God reveals that his brilliance is far, far superior than man's thinking. And we are in that time when he's going to show it right now. Isaiah 55, verse 8, amplified. Let me read and then comment. For my, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and return, and not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower, bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless. This is the Amplified Bible. But it shall accomplish that which I please in purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God says, my words will not be useless. I will, it, they will produce the effects I please and I purpose. Hear this from the Message Bible. I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. For as the sky soars high above, so the way I work surpasses the way you work, and the way I think is beyond the way you think. Again, mankind's about to find that out. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. God's ways far surpass our way. His brilliance soars high above man's, man's thinking like, like the sky does. He cleverly, he brilliantly puts assignments into dreams, into visions, into prophetic words or, or promises that are going, they will come to pass. They will ripen for those who believe it and they will come to pass. Holy Spirit is clearly saying right now, there is a purpose of God that his absolute brilliance is now accelerating forward in these days of supernatural change, these next 40 days. Some kind of brilliant purpose is going to unfold, and no one is going to stop it. Hell can't stop it. God's superior wisdom is going to reveal something. Now, the Apostle Paul tells the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 1, and this is the Greek text along with the Amplified, it's paraphrased. He says, when I came to you, I used 
plain language to proclaim the testimony, the evidence, the genius, the genius, the mystery, and the secret of God concerning what he's done and what he is doing through Christ. Notice what he has done and what he is doing. New King James reads, I did not come with excellent speech declaring to you the testimony of God. The word testimony is maturion, and it refers to a witness in a courtroom who swears what they are saying is accurate. Maturion means something evidential. Maturion means a declaration of a witness making something clear or very plain. It is a statement of proof. It is not hearsay evidence. It is a statement of truth facts. New Living Translation reads this way, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan, his, his secret plan. Message Bible says God's master stroke, his mysterious genius. There's a mysterious genius about God that when he wants to reveal it, he will. When it's time, he will. But often for us, it's a mysterious genius, Paul says. And he says it's a genius plan that God had hit within itself before the world began. Simply put, God's plans are genius. He has a secret plan crafted by his mysterious genius that he knows how to unfold or release. Now, Paul goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7, this is the Message Bible, God's wisdom is something mysterious. God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of his purpose. You don't find it lying around on the surface. What I'm about to go into, you're not going to find this laying on the surface. It's not the latest message, but more like the oldest. What God determined as the way to bring out the best in us long before we ever arrived on the scene, the experts of our day haven't a clue about this eternal plan. If they had, they would not have killed the master of the God-designed life on the cross. The King James Version says none of the rulers of this age knew it, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So then Lucifer and his demon princes, the rulers of the darkness, did not know God's genius plan. They were clueless, and they haven't got any smarter. If they'd have known, they would have let they just let Jesus live. They, they didn't know they were completely going to be thoroughly and completely beaten. They had no idea their efforts were going to be destroyed. They thought they were winning. They didn't know they were going to be branded as forever losers. No, Lucifer and his, his demons live in a pride-filled atmosphere of delusion. 
Truth isn't their reality. And those who follow those demons, they too live in an atmosphere of pride-filled delusion. Truth isn't their reality. That's why they sound so stupid. Satan and his rulers actually still think they can win. Why? Because they live in a realm of delusion. But they didn't win 2,000 years ago. And they're not going to win today either. As we've seen, as we've seen time and time again these past three years, Lucifer and his princes are not better planners than the Godhead, not even close. It's no contest. The greatest plan Lucifer ever conceived was his coup attempt in heaven. He was going to take over heaven. Oh, he strategized it all out, got one-third of the angels to follow him, and then he triggered his coup, his greatest strategy. And I love it. The Godhead gave him the greatest insult I believe they could. They didn't even get involved. God the Father didn't get involved. Jesus didn't. The Holy Spirit, they didn't seem to worry him any. Father looked over to Michael and he said, Michael, get your guys and go throw him out of here. Which tells us Michael is far greater in power and greater authority than Lucifer and his entire one-third of his angels. Michael and his guys, Revelations 12, 4, threw him out. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought him, threw him out. Michael's bad to the bone, and Michael didn't die, neither did his angels, so I'm telling you. Our God, our King, our present Holy Spirit are genius planners, and their brilliance is about to be seen in these next few weeks. Their omniscience, omnipotence, their omnipresence is going to be seen in another brilliant plan Holy Spirit is talking about that is going to unfold in these great days of change. The Godhead has never been outmaneuvered. They've never been outthought. They've never been outsmarted, and they always have a winning plan. So rest assured, in these next uh, 40 days of accelerated change, the supernatural, mysterious genius of God is going to somehow unfold. His prophetic words, visions, dreams, and promises are going to do the work he sent them to do. He knows how to do what he said he was going to do, and he's in proving mode. He's in proving mode. He's going to expose evil. He's going to shake things. And he's going to shake his people free. His kingdom is going to emerge as unshakable. We've got to learn to rest in his brilliance. We got to trust that. There are secret plans, genius plans of the Godhead that are activating right now to bring great change on the earth. He's going to do it. Now, Romans 8 and verse 11 tells us that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. And Jesus said of Holy Spirit in John 14, he is your teacher. 
He's your guide. He's, he's our empower. He said in the book of Revelations to his ecclesia, we are to hear what he is saying to the church. In fact, it's a command to ecclesias there, to the seven churches in Revelation. It's a command to the ecclesia. He did not say, hear what he has said. Of course, we, we hear that, strategize on it, pray into it. But he specifically said, hear what he is saying to the church. And he is saying he is moving right now to change things. Listen to it and follow through with your faith. He, he said, Jesus said, Holy, Holy Spirit, will he, he will show you my plans. He will show you even things to come. He doesn't just show us salvation's plan, although that's number one, you've got to be born again. But also, he will do a deep dive. The Message Bible says he will do a deep dive into the purposes and plans I have for your times and reveal them to you so your faith remains strong and so my ecclesia prevails. And of course, that's the plan. The ecclesia is going to prevail. So yes, God is a planner. God has a plan. And yes, it is genius. Yes, we are going to win. The true church of Jesus Christ is about to overcome and win some very big um, victories as we begin to reign at a different level on the earth. On the earth, not when we get to heaven. Of course, we're going to rule and reign then. But we have reigning to do right now. And there is change happening now beginning in the 40 days. Already began in 54, but it's accelerating now in these 40 days to help ac accelerate that. Now, this past Wednesday, as I was praying into this, I just, I just said, Holy Spirit, talk to me uh, about God's genius in context with the calendar that you showed me and the days of change, especially February and March, especially these, these 54 days of change. And immediately he prompted me to look at John the Baptist. Now, I had no idea what that was about. And I... I I thought about it. I thought about it for, for several minutes, and I just, nothing was coming up. So I decided I'll get my Bible, and I'll read about John the Baptist in biblical context. And I was reading the voice translation of St. John, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. And the apostle John he starts his gospel by writing how Jesus was with God in the beginning. That Jesus was the Logos. He was the Word of God. He was the self-expression of, of God. He was God. He was a part of the Trinity. He, he was the voice of God. His speech shaped the entire cosmos. His, his, his words of declaration B brought order into a chaotic mess, a mud ball called earth. And when that happened, God said, that's good. It's good. 
Then he talks about Jesus being the light of the world. Now listen closely to this from what I was reading. John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Again, voice translation. His breath filled all things with living, breathing light. A light that thrives in the depths of darkness blazes through murky bottoms. It cannot and it will not be quenched. And that leaped off of the page at me as Holy Spirit was revealing a word for us to decree into these days now. Jesus, the light will now focus his light and shine upon the depth, the depth of darkness. In other words, deep darkness. In other words, deep state darkness. He's going to shine a light on deep state darkness. Now, we've been praying about that and decreeing it for quite some time. And his breathing light is going to blaze through in these next few days, his, bla his breathing light will blaze through the murky, the murky film of mud stirred from bottom dwellers. It's a light that is going to shine and reveal what murkiness in deep places has been hiding. It is a light that is followed up this way. It is a light that cannot and it will not be quenched. In other words, they can lie. They can mock. They can stir up mud. They can throw mud, but they can't stop it. I don't know exactly what this is, but in these coming few days, look for light to begin to shine on things that have been very murky. A bright light's coming on it. And I believe that light is going to shine on some bottom feeders. Murky things are going to be revealed in thriving, breathing light. Blazing light is coming into gross darkness. It's a part of what this next week is about. Well, I, I, I knew that was a part of it, but I kept on reading because I knew there was more. And, and I come to John the Baptist, who's called the forerunner, and he's baptizing Jesus, and we know the story. Holy Spirit comes down upon him like a dove. And uh, John declares, there's the Lamb of God. He's going to take away the sins of the, uh, of the entire world. And, and he said, he's, I'm not even worthy to even tie his shoes. And I begin to think uh, um, that in a sense, the apostolic, the, the prophetic, the, the ecclesia, the remnant, has had a forerunning anointing upon us for, for 10, 15 years now. We've been crying out in the wilderness. Oh, I've felt that so many times, like I'm up here crying out in the wilderness. Jesus is coming like never before. The Lamb of God's coming like never before. 
He's going, he's going to show up. And we've been preparing the way for a new move of, uh, of King Jesus. We've been declaring who he is. And now he's about to reveal more of who he really is. And then I just kept reading, just listening uh, and letting Holy Spirit lead me along. And I come to John chapter 3, when Jesus himself explains to Nicodemus that he is the light that was sent from God. He is the living, breathing, blazing light, and he's not going to be quenched. And I read these words in John chapter 3, verse 18. Voice translation again. No one who believes in me has to fear condemnation. Yet, condemnation is already the reality for everyone who refuses to believe because they reject the name of the only Son of God. Why does God allow for judgment and condemnation? Because the light sent from God pierced through the world's darkness to expose, to expose, to expose ill motives, hatred, gossip, gossips, the underminers, the snake mouths. He, he put gossipers in a very bad list, didn't he? Ill motives, gossips, greed, hatred, violence, and the like still some people preferred the darkness over the light because their actions were dark. Gossipers, those with ill motives, haters, greedy, they prefer darkness that hides what they are doing like rats who work in darkness. That's what he's about to say next. There are some gossips that are about to have the light of God shine up on them in Ecclesia Hubs because he's tired of the oppression. Their witchcraft is going to be exposed that is getting in the way. Some of humankind hated the light. They scampered hurriedly back into the darkness where vices thrive and wickedness flourishes. Now Holy Spirit is making this a rhema word to me, a now word to me. Jesus, the light sent from God in the supernatural, God-appointed days of supernatural change is shining the light on ill motives, especially ill motives against, against his people, his church, his apostles, his prophets, their motives are now going to be revealed. Hatred is going to be revealed. And I believe we're going to see that more and more this week. Hatred is going to be exposed. A blazing light is going to, <clears throat> is going to expose it. Gossip and gossipers are going to be exposed in ecclesia hubs everywhere. What they've said in the darkness is coming into light. Greed is being exposed. Violence and the like 
is being exposed. Those who prefer darkness, those like rats who work in the dark, running for cover when the light comes on, those whose, whose vices flourish in the darkness, those whose wickedness thrives in the darkness will be exposed by the light of God. It is already a reality, according to Jesus, it is a reality waiting to connect to its moment. Now again, I don't know everything that is going to happen, but I do know light is coming to expose what is done under the cover of darkness. And, and, it's, and evil is going to be exposed, and that is accelerating change is coming. Well, after Jesus <clears throat> said this to Nicodemus, I kept reading, knowing there is, <laughs> I mean, I just knew there is a nugget here that he wants me to see. There's a truth, there's a statement that Holy Spirit wants me to get, something that, that would speak into these days of change. John chapter 3, beginning at verse 22, the voice translation, I came to a cardinal principle now being declared by Holy Spirit. Not long after what Jesus said to Nicodemus, not long after Jesus and his disciples traveled to the Judean countryside where they could enjoy one another's company and ritually cleanse new followers through baptism. About the same time, Jesus' cousin John, the wandering prophet who had not been imprisoned yet, was upriver at Aenon near Salem, baptizing scores of people in the abundant waters there. John's activities raised questions about the nature of purification among his followers and a religious leader. So they approached him with their questions. John's followers said, Teacher, the one who was with you earlier on the other side of the Jordan, the one whom you have been pointing to, is baptizing the multitudes are coming to him. John the Baptist answered this way, apart from the gifts that come from heaven, no one can receive anything from, uh, uh, anything at all. I have said it many times and you have heard me. I am not the anointed one. I'm the one who comes before him. If you are confused, consider this. The groom is the one with the bride. The best man takes his place close by and listens for him. When he hears the voice of the groom, he is swept up in the joy of the moment. So hear me. My joy could, could not be more complete. He, the groom, must take center stage. And the best man must step to his side. I almost fell under the power of the Holy Spirit 
sitting at my desk, I, I really was overcome. I heard it. I felt it. I knew it. Holy Spirit was shouting it into these days. Jesus will now take center stage. What brilliant plan is now unfolding? Jesus is taking center stage and hell can't stop it. The King of Kings is taking center stage. He's not staying backstage. He's not going to be off in a side room. Jesus is stepping onto the center of the stage. These divinely appointed days to become the forerunner of who his ecclesia has been declaring him to be. The world may have tried to push him to the side, and it has tried valiantly. But hear what Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Jesus will take center stage. That's what these days of acceleration are about. It is ordained of heaven. It is, it is brilliantly planned. The moment is connecting. Jesus is now going Going to step up and take center stage. It is not a perhaps. It is not a maybe. It is a God-ordained must. Jesus is stepping into our times like the world has never seen him ever before. And he's going to step into these times and lead change. He is going to help us expose corruption. The light of God, his light is going to shine on evil. Evil oppressors are going to be revealed. They're going to be exposed. Evil leaders are going to be removed. Those whose heart has been stony, those whose heart has been in rebellion, those whose heart is bent in wickedness. Filthy judges are going to be removed. Filthy politicians are going to find his hour and his light shine upon them. Jesus is moving to center stage in this nation again. And he's not going to be stopped. Indeed, he will not be a passive bystander. He is moving to center stage. Governments opposing him. Antichrist agendas opposing him. Laws or regulations opposing him. Rats hiding in darkness. Ill-motived leaders. Liars, connivers, gossips, haters, greedy ones, lawless ones will not stop him. They will not quench his light. They cannot. They cannot quench his light. There are some new, there's some new ways. The brilliance of the Godhead has planned to reveal Jesus and who he is at a different level. To, to, to reveal his kingdom, to reveal his heirs to reveal his ecclesia that are now being activated. And hell can't stop it. The plan, the brilliant plan, is moving to center stage. Jesus will be given his rightful place. World religions won't stop it. Dead gods, dead gods are not going to stop, stop it. King Jesus is moving to center stage.
And we, we, his remnant bridesmaids, we, his remnant groomsmen, as John the Baptist, with joy, must step to his side. It's time to step to his side. In these 40 days of change remaining, the remnant, the glorious ecclesia, must step to his side, making a tenacious stand like we never have before, boldly declaring his purpose be done, boldly declaring his will on earth, boldly declaring for change, boldly binding evil, boldly binding the work of oppression and oppressors, boldly making a public and a vocal stand right now. We must be very, very vocal these next few days. We must be seen stepping with joy to his side in agreement with what he has, has promised. We must declare, shake everything that, that can be shaken. We're fine with it. Thanks for the warning, but do it. Shake it. Shake evil to its core. Shake tyranny to its core. We must declare, shake wicked dynasties. Take them down. Take them out. Take them out in Canada. Take them out in, all, in, in America. Take them out in Russia. Take them out wherever they are. Take them out. You said so. We come into agreement. We are standing at your side and we're not silent. We're bold. In Jesus' name, we bind you. In Jesus' name, let the force of the kingdom of God come and take you out. We must come to the king's side and say, take Jezebel off her platform. Throw her off. Throw her down. Pull the rug. God, pull the rug off conspirators. Your church comes into agreement. We come to your side. We come to your side. Unravel more wickedness. Release your brilliant purposes more this week, God. Let it fill the earth. Reveal truth facts against our enemies. Reveal them. King Jesus, we stand with you. Show the truth to the world as we step to your side. Yes, as your ecclesia, we stand by, by your side in agreement, God. Shine your light on deep state darkness. Spotlight bottom feeders. Shine your light on. We agree. We're on your We step to your side. We're not, we're not wandering around. We step into your side. We're saying what you say. King Jesus, do what you want. Your ecclesia is beside you. Reveal the bottom feeders. Pull them out of the murky, of their murky, muddy hiding places. Do it this week, God. We agree. Let the avalanche of justice rumble through the land. Lance 
some more boils. Shine your light on liars, hypocrites, haters, gossips, ill-motived ones. Jesus, we step to your side. Jesus, we step to your side. Take center stage. Take center stage. Take center stage. This week will be a week of dramatic changes. They're going to continue. There's going to be a week of, of dramatic shaking. Don't get shook. Rest in God's brilliance. He's shaking to change things. He's shaking to end some things. Change is coming. The ecclesia steps to your side. And we say change things. Lord, change things, King Jesus. We declare change, 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 change. Every day, change. Change some more tomorrow. Change some more Tuesday. Change Wednesday. Change, change, change. Take center stage. Take your rightful place in this nation again, King Jesus. Holy Spirit is saying the brilliant plan is unfolding. Rest your faith in it. Jesus is taking center stage. Trust it. And he's saying hell doesn't stand a chance. Hell doesn't stand a chance. Something's happening. It's mysterious in its genius. But God's going to do exactly what he said. He never lies. I'll pray into it as the singers and musicians come. In fact, just go ahead and stand and let me pray into this. Now, Lord... We recognize we are totally dependent upon you. And in supernatural times like this, we must trust you. And we do. You're brilliant. You just are. You're just brilliant. You know what you're doing. You know how to do it. And Lord... I pray that this, this ecclesia hub, this base, this capital, spirit capital that you call it, Lord, let us be found at your side. Not ashamed, not silent. I want to be right by your side. I believe you're taking center stage. I don't understand it all. But I know you know what you're doing and I trust you. Let the ecclesias fill the drawing power of the words of the Holy Spirit. Come to his side. Stand by him right now.
He's taking center stage. He's changing things to reveal a kingdom that cannot be shaken, to reveal heirs that have authority and are empowered with great inheritance to reveal them. We declare, Lord, as best we can, understanding our ways of thinking are not necessarily yours, so much higher than ours. But we declare, Lord, change is happening. We're looking, Lord, for the mighty hand that you said you are coming and you are going to, you're going to make bare your arm and you're going to show your power. You're going to show mysterious wisdom. We come to stand with you in agreement. Here I stand. Here we stand. Holy Spirit, let this word go across America and around this planet, drawing the ecclesia right now for a conscious, purpose-filled push and effort to make a visible, mighty, vocal, uncompromising stand. Take center stage. Take center stage. Take center stage in this nation. Take center stage in this world. Let the magnificent brilliance of God be seen. We declare it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.